I have conversations every day with people about real estate. Some of them don't even look in Pennsylvania. I don't say, oh, no, I can only sell in Pennsylvania. I don't want to help you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have conversations and try to be. Look, I get so passionate about this because it's all about relationships. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am really excited to have my friend John Schumann with me today. John had me on his show, and I was so incredibly thankful for that. I connected with him at PodFest, and we were just talking about how much we absolutely loved that event. You can go check out um, our interview on his show, which is the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast and we get into some networking tips and things to that on his podcast. John is a realtor in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania area, um, the host of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast, and it has reached top 5% of podcasts in the world. Um, he's also a husband and a father and um, incredible human being. So I'm really excited to bring him on so we can talk about what it was like to leave the safety of his W-2 job, to be able to talk about what networking has done for his business and how podcasting has helped and what advice he has for all of us who are sitting here wondering how we're going to take our success to the next level. So for those of you who are watching this live in the Success Center Facebook page, go ahead and comment, be a part of the conversation if you'd like. If you are not watching it live, you should be, so ask to join the page. Um, this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions and the newly released Breaking Your Bullshit Box Mastermind. You want the success, you want the connections, you want the happiness, you want the fulfillment, and that's all amazing, but you can't have that and hold on to your bullshit at the same time. So if this sounds like something that you want to be able to accomplish, then book a call with me and we'll find out how we can break your bullshit box so that you can can be able to have the life that you want to have. With that being said, let's go ahead and have this conversation with John. John, what's up, man? Thanks for being here. Good to see you, Amber. Thank you so much. And I will just say as we get started, I'm so proud of you and what you've built. I talked on my show about this, the first session I saw at PodFest with you, with Larry Roberts. And now to be like connected with you and friends with you and Larry is like incredible. I feel like I know famous people now. So I'm so proud of what you're doing and how you're helping people kind of break out of that box. And I just thank you for what you do and how you help people. And thanks for having me on the show today. Oh my gosh, you're way too nice. I'm just going to hire you to follow me around for life and be my hype guy. Fine. What we before guys, before we start recording, Amber said she would give me $5 for every nice thing I said about her. So I'm trying I did. to do $100. We're at five. Yeah. Amber, the yellow, it's it's about you or anything. Cause the yellow chairs behind you, your new setup <laughs> is so nice. $10. No, but $10. seriously. 
so proud of you and what you're doing. And I appreciate you having me on today. Thanks. I appreciate it. And here you are telling people all the secrets of how we get good reviews in the podcasting industry. We just throw people five bucks. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Don't tell anybody I said that um, for all of but, you that but are listening. She will give you $5 if you write a review. Shh. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, John, real estate, nine to five, two real estate. You and I talked a lot about on your show, the um, mentality shift that goes along with that. And I want to start with the power of connections, because I think that this is one of the things that you and I both do incredibly well mm -hmm. is just give a shit about other human beings. And that makes the standard sound so low, but I really think it is. I really think like the barrier to entry to good networking is just giving a shit about human beings. Agree, disagree. Tell me your opinion on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think caring about people, you know, I was on an interview today where someone basically said that it's an investing show for realtors. And they were just like, well, you know, how did, how did you and your wife decide? And I'm like, I love this question because people want to feel cared about. My wife wants to be feel, feel cared about my kids, my clients, the people I help. And so whatever business you're in, people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So you were saying something about being at, you know, podcast movement and PodFest, both are great events that we go to. Um, and so many people go there to pitch, right? And I think we went there, we connected, and it wasn't, it wasn't let me sell you anything. It wasn't let me get you in my course. It was just like, let's build relationships and help each other. I remember... I think connecting with you on Facebook or something after, and I was just so impressed with the session that you and Larry led and did a great job at. And, and I like, it, it was nothing except relationship, right? It was nothing. I didn't try. I mean, I, I sell a membership for realtors, so I don't really have anything to tell you, but I just want to be connected with people doing really cool stuff and helping people. And that's exactly how I've built my real estate business. I completely agree with that, right? People don't want to be pitched. Um, they want a relationship. And so, you know, if you're out there, right, Amber absolutely has a course and it, and she does amazing and you should totally sign up. But she also gives so much away for free through the podcast, through other things she's doing. Um, Like and so I think that's how you build something successful. Right. In my entire business, everything is about the client experience. Now, I kind of have two clients. Right. That's on the real estate side, my real estate clients and then the podcast, the membership for realtors. I have non-realtors in the membership who <laughs> just want to be cared about. And they're like, well, I need accountability. I need help in my business. Yes, it's for realtors, but this stuff applies. And so I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but it's all about caring about people. Care about people. Try to help them. Like, we're friends now. Neither of us have ever been like, hey, sign up for my stuff. Not once. Really, it's like, how can I help what you're doing? How can I help you grow? Really? And like, if, if one of us decides to, you know, to join something Larry does or you do like it was never a pitch. It, right. it was all relationship. And so yeah. that's the biggest thing in my business. Well, and I feel like that sales all around. Right. And I feel like this is a double edged sword. And I'm glad that you made this this um, conversation because I want to dig into this a little bit. Um, I think that people go to one end of the spectrum or the other, and both of them are bad places to be. So when they have a product or the service that they're going to sell, they either say, oh, my friends and family support me so much that they're going to want to buy it from me. And they start there and they pitch their friends and family. Mm -hmm. This is why, in my opinion, network marketing has such a bad name. Network marketing is brilliant from a company standpoint. It's been trashed by people that say, hey, I sell 
insert product name here so I don't mm -hmm. get sued. Um, and now all my friends need to buy it. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is they're my friends and family, so I can't talk to them about buying my product. Ooh, yeah. And they go there. And so then they're stuck in the middle and they're avoiding people that would support them. And mm -hmm. that, like, I've learned that, like, those conversations and just caring about people, that people come out of the woodwork to say, hey, I'd love to be involved in what you're doing. That in the past, in a former mindset that I had, I would have written off and said, I can't ask them because of X. Tell, yeah. How has that been for you? Have you had similar experiences? I have a I have a friend and mentor. You might have met him. I don't know if you met Vincent Puglisi at Podcast Fest. I did. He yes. threw his book at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Vincent just wrote a great book, The Wealth of Connection. And it's all about connecting with people, making connections. And what I think is so interesting is, you know, he also has this phrase. So I'm in his mastermind, right? The highest level that he sells. And, um, you know, all that because it's helped my, my business grow so much. But... What he does so well is he cares about people. So last week he was at a conference after speaking there. He drove home nine hours from Georgia to Florida. He called me, right? We spent 45 minutes on the phone. You'll appreciate this. I had just pulled into the Phillies playoff game on Ooh. Saturday. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. And I said, I got to go. I'm at the game. But I'm already at Vincent's highest level, right? I'm already paying for the highest. There is no reason for him to call me except he understands the value of relationships, right? So, so I am going somewhere with this. The point is you care so much about people that you help them. When I talk about my real estate business on social media, when I talk about the podcast, I do it because I know I have something to offer. Vincent often, and that's why I brought him up, Vincent often says, when you don't promote your stuff, you're being selfish. And we yes. almost think the opposite. We're like, no, if I talk about myself, I'm being selfish. But here's what I've learned. And, and this is where the friends and family thing go. I know that there are scumbag realtors out there that do not care about you, that will you know, run you through the mill, that have no value and do not care about you. They will say, oh, you can't ask for inspections, you know, all these different things. And so I am being selfish by not telling people I'm a realtor, by not telling people about my podcast to help realtors and businesses. I'm being selfish because I'm going to let them work with some other loser that's going <laughs> to screw them sideways. So I, everyone who's out there, right, if you're leaving the corporate like Amber talks about, you know, maybe you're in law like she is, maybe you're in real estate like me, you have to promote yourself but do it in a humble way. So if you go to my Facebook and my Facebook's public, you don't have to be my friend. I'd love to be a friend, but it's okay. You can search all my posts about real estate. Congratulations to this client for buying this house and, and, and all the things they did along the journey. They, you know, and all the things about them. Thank you to the lender, the settlement company, this, the insurance, et cetera. And then at the end, I say, it was such an honor to be a small part of this transaction. I try to be humble. What I could say, Amber, is I actually was a big part. I took you to all the showings. I wrote up all the offers. I finally, I did everything in the deal to get the deal done, right? But that that comes across as like conceited and a jerk. Instead, come talk about your business, but from a place of humility where you promote yes. lenders, promote the other people around you, promote the client and congratulations for them because what you will do with this is people, so I had a client, um, 
so I had a client, Aaron and Shaylin. So Aaron and Shaylin buy a house. I tag them. I talk about the journey and what they did. I say it was a, such a pleasure to be a small part on Aaron and Shaylin's journey. Aaron and Shaylin's friends and mine and everybody I tag, right? They see that. And you're like, oh, wow, Aaron and Shaylin look really happy. <laughs> I want to be happy. What do I do? You know, work with John to buy a home. And so, but it's all from an honest and helpful place. If someone... I have conversations every day with people about real estate. Some of them don't even look in Pennsylvania. I don't say, oh, no, I can only sell in Pennsylvania. I don't want to help you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have conversations and try to be. Look, I get so passionate about this because it's all about relationships. If you were to like be looking to buy property in Las Vegas, I wouldn't say, nope, can't help you. I'd say like, oh, I mean, I'm ha even if you have a I can refer to a realtor all over the country and get a little bit of the commission. But really, it's be helpful. Who yeah. knows? You might know somebody one day in Pennsylvania or near Maryland, right? Who wants to buy a home that I could talk to? Why wouldn't I have those conversations? And I think, you know, through my podcast, you know, and the statistics say 87% of realtors do not make it five years. Ooh. I'm not even there yet, but I basically was like, I want to be a resource to help people survive. How do I do that? Well, through the podcast, through my business, it, you know, you just be helpful right? Just be helpful. How are you helping people without yes. the pitch, without trying to sell them? Yeah. I mean, it's this idea of unconditional friendship, right? Mm. Um, where your, your friendship is not conditioned on mm -hmm. a sell or support or anything mm -hmm. to that effect. I just got back from an amazing event in uh, Montana that completely changed my perspective on a lot of things. But one of the things that we talked about in that, because, so I was in a mastermind, the first three days was the mastermind meeting. And then after that, it was the public event. Mm -hmm. And the public event was all focused on customer journey. And we had talked about how 80, I think the stat he gave was 89%. However, I think it's probably higher now. 89% of your sales are going to come from somebody who has never bought from you. Yeah, that that they're going to refer people based upon who you are and and whether or not they get a good vibe from you and whether they know what you do. And so when you meet people and you network, so many people go into it saying, I want to go to networking events to sell things to people at networking events. Mm -hmm. What you should be saying is I want to go to networking events to tell people all about my stuff so that they can go tell their friends all about their stuff mm -hmm. and they can tell their friends all about their stuff. And then one of those five, five people down the line are going to say, Hey, I need yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny. So this board right now, it's kind of a hot mess, which is why I normally have a virtual screen, but it's, it's all podcast guests and real estate stuff. What that is going to be eventually is how am I being, I want that board to, and we'll have to talk about this another time when I do it. I want it to be, how am I being helpful to people this week? So I want to, the, the dream and the vision, I'm, I'm processing this out loud is each week I want to check in with a former client and see how they're doing. No agenda, no pitch, help them. Every week, I know that podcasting, I do it, you do it, is really a thankless job, right? You <laughs> do it for a long time before people, your show starts to grow and people start to appreciate it. So I want to check in with a former client, see how I can be helpful. I want to check in with a podcaster and see how I can be helpful. Now, maybe that's I just leave you a review. That's it. That's all I do. But that's how I'd be helpful. I my board. All I want to do in my business is serve people, former clients, podcasters. 
I want to check in with the realtors and business owners in my membership community. Just a, a phone call like Vincent does. Hey, just giving you a call, seeing how you're doing. Oh, what are you trying? No agenda. This this is just yep. checking in. And I want to, you know, my sphere of influence, like possible clients, I want to be checking in with them too. Again, this is not, hey, it's time to list your house today. It's it's just, how are you doing? You know, I have a client coming up who's listing their home with me soon, they've said, and they're trying to move their dad into a retirement community, trying to make sure they have all the funds. So I just check in, hey, how are things with your dad? Not, hey, you ready to list the house yet? Yeah, so exactly. I want that board and a board over here. I want it all to be, how are you, John, like gut checking myself, how are you helping others today and this week? And and the numbers, the money works itself all out. If you're being helpful and if you're caring about people, all that crap, it works itself out. Now, I need to make money. I do. But I've seen in this business, it's all about how you care about people. I created a very successful real estate business it by being helpful. So yeah. I want to double down on that. How can I be even more helpful than I've been and more and more and more? Yeah, absolutely. I just um, spoke to a group of realtors yesterday, actually. I and saw that. Yes. Yeah, I was so excited. So they had put together a conference for their team and they brought them all to Vegas and they did this whole personal development day. And then they helped them write their 2023 business plans. And I was like, I love you for doing yes. this because most real estate agents are out on their own and their brokers just like, go bring in what you can, right? Figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, talking about my flying experiences today. I feel like that's what most realtors feel like. Yeah. Like I'm coming in for a test drive and all of a sudden you're driving the plane. So, yeah. um, but one of the things that we talked about in that was the fact that I know every single real estate agent and every salesperson for this matter, take it out of real estate, mm -hmm. has had a conversation with somebody mm -hmm. about something and then the person didn't buy and yep. then two months later, they buy the exact same house that you showed them from somebody yep. else. And your initial thought is, well, what the fuck, right? Like I just showed that to you. Yeah. But one of two things happened. Either you didn't stay in contact, you didn't follow up, you didn't stay top of mind for them, or they didn't freaking like you yeah. because you weren't being yourself right? Because you were trying to pretend to be somebody that you weren't because you didn't want to tell them the, all the insecurities that were going on in your head. And energetically, they're like, I don't know what it is about this guy, but man, I'm not buying anything from John, right? Yep. And so they go off and they find somebody else. Both yep. of those are our responsibility. So I love what you said about your board and following up. Can I take that one further? Yeah, I had I had a friend. They're, they're still friends, by the way. So they might be watching this when I share it. <laughs> I had a friend and right, you know, and I, I didn't learn this at that time. I wish I would have. But right when, you know, so I got my real estate license and, and I was in the W2 world, left that. I mean, it left me really is what happened. But when I got my real estate license, um, I got, you know, I did the classes summer of 2019 got licensed August 28th or 29th, five days before my son was born, our first kid. So it was a lot of change at once. While we were, I think, in the hospital, and my wife was, I wasn't doing anything, but my wife was giving birth, <laughs> um, a friend texted me and said, oh, guess what? And they were always joking that they were pregnant. I'm like, you're pregnant. And they're like, no, we bought a house. And my heart <laughs> sunk. And I was, I was kind of heartbroken, right? Because I'm like, that was going to be my first client. You know what I should have done? And you know what I've done since that? So that was a lesson I learned. 
What I should have done was mail them a card congratulating them. Congratulations on purchasing a home. I didn't because I didn't know about it, but someone told me that that is like, man, it feels like a kick in the teeth. Yes. For anyone out there that you're, you're in real estate or whatever, and you try to someone you show and then they buy from someone else, right? The best thing you can do is say congratulations. And then every year, write them a card, congratulate them on like two years in their home. Cause guess what? That other realtor, realtors do not follow up. I, I just know it. I coach it. I teach it. They don't follow up, but you do not, you know, we'll talk about sports cause me and Amber love sports, but in football, you, the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. They do not, they do not throw Play football. <laughs> <laughs> They do not throw 90-yard Hail Marys to Devontae Adams on every single play. They don't. That's why it's called a Hail Mary. What do they do? A five-yard run, a 10-yard pass, a five-yard pass. You've got 10 to 20 plays down the field for a touchdown. So many people in business are throwing up Hail Marys and wondering why they're not getting caught, why they're not making sales, because you need the constant. You know, someone I know who coaches realtors said this. He's like, how does Tom Brady score and win Super Bowls? One he, yard at a time. One yard, five yards, seven yards, all these different plays down the field. So I should have done it with that friend that didn't know about it. But now when someone buys from someone else, I'll mail a card. Congratulations on your home. I, I will. And it kind of hurts. And you're kind of like, you big jerk. Congratulations. But that's okay. You can feel those emotions. You can be sad and hurt and upset. But how are you going to show what are you going to show your clients is appreciation, kindness, compassion, all those different things. Right. That's what we got to do if we want to have success. Six Amber. <laughs> that's not that freaking hard. It's really not. We You're make it hard not doing it. Yeah, so, it's so true. I coach realtors and business people in my mastermind every single Monday morning. It's kind of like, well, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing to stand out? There are fifteen hundred realtors in my county here in Pennsylvania. I I can't compete with 1,500 people, but you know what I do? I'm really good at the relationships. I'm really good at connecting with people. So I can't, you know, when I got licensed as a realtor, I remember being like, my neighbor was supposed to list a home. They didn't. They listed with someone else who, I won't say his name, because he, but he's a great realtor in the area, huge. His name's on buses, billboards, Barbara Corcoran, like all the different things. I can't compete with that. But... Well, here's what I can compete with. And here's what I want your audience to hear that you can compete with. When my neighbor, who I thought would list with me, sold with this big team, I said to her, hey, what was the experience like listing with this agent? Yes. And she said, John, if I, because I asked why she listed at the beginning. She's like, well, I went to school with him 30 years ago. I was barely 30 years, 33 years old. I couldn't compete with that. I was three years old at the time. At the end, I said, how was it? And she said, John, if I would have known that I would only seen him at the initial meeting, I would have never listed. I would have I would have listed with you. Now, him and his team are amazing. They do a great job with what they do. They are not going to give the relationship piece and the connection piece that I will give. And so if you want someone to put a sign in your yard, you never see them and the house sells for more than list price. Great. You can get that with this team. If you want a relationship from the initial meeting all the way to the settlement table, so much so that at the settlement table, you're like, oh, we're going to miss you. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not done with me. I'm going to be checking <laughs> in with you. You want to work with me. You don't want to work with them. Now, they do great business. They have tons of volume, probably one of the biggest teams in the country. 
I can't compete with that. I don't want to compete with that. I, you get John. You get John Shookman and you get the experience with me the entire time, right? I have yeah. someone that does paperwork with me, but showings, I'm there. Inspections, I'm there. Um, and it's it's all about the journey you want to be on. I can't go to his clients and say, work with me. They're happy to never see him, some of them, I'm sure. So that's fine. But if you want a relationship and a connection, I'm your guy. And I yeah. think all of us can apply that to our businesses. 100%. There's so much absolute gold that you shared. And there's a couple of things that I want to highlight. Um, first of all, one of the hardest things to do, yet one of the most important things to do as a business owner is to pick up the phone and call somebody who bought your product or service from someone else yeah. and say, why them and mm -hmm. not me? What was it about what I offer mm -hmm. that you didn't resonate with? And the hardest thing, this is one of the things that shifted for me in Montana. The hardest thing about it is nine times out of 10, we're not ready for the answer. Yeah. We're not ready. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember in the very beginning of my career um, as a coach. So like three years ago, before I start making it sound like it was 45 years ago. Right, um, right. When, when I was a young lad, right? No, um, I um, had a friend of mine that I had talked about coaching. And then I get a call from another friend of mine and she's like, yeah, I have a client. And she lets her name slip. Hmm. And I'm like, what the hell, hmm. right? And then I'm on a call with this person unintentionally. And she says to me, oh my God, I just didn't realize that you guys did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and then that's on me. Right. Because when I used to promote my services, I was so afraid of the legal community finding out that I was coaching yes. because I didn't want to be shunned by one community to be accepted by another. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I wouldn't post it on my Facebook page. I wouldn't do mm -hmm. any of these promotions. And then people just don't even know. Yeah that that's what I do or who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I used to, I had in my head for so long, um, my friends and family are on my Facebook page. Now, if my friends and family are listening to this, please know, I love you. My <laughs> friends and family are on my Facebook page and they don't want to hear about all my products and services all the time. Right. That's what I had in my head. Mm -hmm. And I go to this event and when a guy says, Amber, did you know that Facebook has a snooze function? That's right. And I'm like, so true. what? I knew that. And he's like, if your friends and family don't want to hear what you have to say, mm -hmm. they can leave the room, yeah. which is your Facebook profile. Yeah. It is so hard to accept that. And it's not because we don't want our friends and family to leave. Yeah. It's because we want their support. But if they're not capable of giving it, yeah. then that doesn't mean that we don't talk about what we're doing. It means that we allow them to exit the room yeah. until they're ready to come back. If you're that close to me, you have my phone number, unfriend me yeah. and text me when you want something, yeah. because this is what I'm passionate about. And that's what I'm going to share. And you either accept all of me or you remove yourself from the conversation. Yeah. And I, I think I'd love to really quick, two things. I, and this is not a pitch for my podcast guys, but it's so funny. Cause I think, but the, it should be, <laughs> but Amber, one of the crazy things about what you just says is I have an episode coming out, um, uh, the last day of the month. So the 31st Monday, October 20th, Monday, October, 2020, 
Monday, October 31st. So, and it says, how do you handle feedback, right? So imagine making that call and them then saying, well, you didn't do this. And you're like, yeah, I did. Like, yeah, no, if you make that call, you better be ready for the beating you're going to get. Not literally, maybe like, and you probably deserve it. And yeah. I think the other part goes back to, again, your family, I have, I have amazing family, you know, and it's so interesting because I meant to say this earlier and I got sidetracked. I have family, you know, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law have bought and sold, I think three or four properties with me. Right. And so a lot of people kind of look at it as like, well, we don't want to do business with family. You know, we don't want family knowing this about our, you know, what we make, what we, da, da, da. well, I, I don't, I keep that confidential, right? Like yeah. things, things I know about. Family. You're not going to the family reunion and go, guess what Billy Bob made last well, year. Right. I think that's so big. Like in my job, my wife doesn't even know things. I've helped multiple family members on both, on both sides, really with think about buying and selling properties. And I, and I think it, it's confidential, right? And, and it's, this is business, right? That business doesn't go to the Thanksgiving dinner table, right? It's all, um, so I actually, helping family is literally one of my favorite things because most realtors are like, I don't want to do it. Most real, most clients are like, I don't want to work with a family member that's a realtor. And I'm like, no, I, I love it because yeah. I love and care about you, my friends and family, and I want the best for you. So if that house is, you know, I've showed properties to family members looking for investments and it just wasn't a fit. And I would say, I'd love to get a deal out of this, but this is not a good time to buy property for you. Yeah. Right. And so I think, um, but but my family does a great job, you know, parents, siblings, cousins of promoting what I do. Right. And if they want to mute me because I talk too much about real estate, I'm fine with that. But I think, honestly, realtors out there and business people, you should want to do business with your family and you should be coming across in a way that they want to do business with you. Like, yeah. so probably a you problem more than it's a them problem. It's always a you problem, right? And this goes back to exactly what um, you said just a minute ago, as far as, you know, you have to believe what they tell you when you make that phone call. I will never forget, probably as far as branding is concerned, because I branded myself as a success architect. I feel like that um, sums up what I do with guys, people's success. Guys, I will interrupt her because when I heard that during her PodFest speech, I'm like, I need to know. I'm like, you're a genius. I think afterwards, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing because it's guiding people into a conversation about what you do. You can't be like, like, oh, I'm a realtor. Oh, I'm a success architect. Oh, cool. Someone's going to ask like, oh, what does that mean? Tell us. Sorry to cut you off, but I know you're fine. But I remember, um, I remember having a conversation with somebody and you know, those people that just say something and it's so real that you got to take a second to get your breath back from the punch you just took in the gut. Yep. Um, and they said, so what do you do? And I said, well, um, I call myself a success architect. And they're like, I didn't ask what you called yourself. I asked what your <laughs> clients call you. And I was yeah. like, what do you, what do you mean? And they said, you can brand all you want. You can pick your brand colors. You can call yourself whatever you want your brand is whatever your customers say it is. Mm -hmm. And so if you're making that call and your client's saying, well, you're non-client because they didn't buy from you. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're, if they're saying you didn't seem authentic or when you called me, I didn't really think I had your full attention or I didn't even know you did this. You've never told me before. That is fact. Now, mm -hmm. Then you get to step back and say, well, what is their perception? Are they, am I inauthentic because they're inauthentic and they're projecting their insecurities onto me? I'm not saying that you have to take everybody's opinion. 
and you have to internalize it and make changes to what you do. Mm-hmm. But you do have to respect the fact that that is their opinion and that is their truth. And you can't tell them they're wrong. How many times do we see people try to win arguments? Divorce lawyers, I'm sure, love this, right? Because you can't go into an argument telling somebody that their opinion is invalid. That is their opinion. Mm -hmm. You choose whether to take it and make changes on it. But if you're going to ask, you got to take it, right? Well, and I... Here's another piece that I think you kind of touched on too, and maybe you didn't mean to, is like, you know, someone might, okay, for all of you that sell and we all sell something, if someone says no once, it doesn't mean no forever. That's just no right now. It takes, you know, in real estate, one of the things I coach and teach is it basically takes someone seven times to buy. Now, that doesn't mean I take a baseball bat and say I'm a realtor (laughs) over Amber's head. What it means is I trust, you know, we'll go back to sports. The Philadelphia 76ers, their motto forever was trust the process. I trust the process. Yes. So if so, imagine Amber lives in Pennsylvania. She looks at a house and she's like, you know, John, I just you're not a good fit right now. I ask, I get feedback like I can check in in a year and just say, hey, Amber, you know, I've really tried to work on some of those things that you suggested. Thank you so much for that. Like, where did you buy a home? I hope it's going well. And you say, oh, no, John, actually, I haven't. um, You know, give me a couple months and and follow up. And I've had people that did not want to work with me. Either it was me or that like maybe their financial situation or something that later came back and said, we'd like to work with you. Now's the time. Mm -hmm. And so again, don't beat someone over the head, but a rejection of your offer is sometimes a rejection of your personality. And you'll know that by their feedback. Sometimes it's like, it's a timing thing, right? You know, I'm a person of faith. And I often say that like, you know, when people pray, God answers prayers and like, yes, no, maybe, or not now. But like, I don't get to determine that he does. Right. Like, So in your business, you talk about, you know, build relationships like we've been talking about, care about people. And then if someone doesn't want to buy and it's not a personality, like maybe you didn't do anything wrong. The timing is just not right. Be okay with that and just ask, okay, cool. I am here. Amber, I know you're not ready. You just lost a job. You're not ready right now. Anytime you're ready to buy or sell, I'm, I'm honored to talk to you. If you have any questions, reach out anytime. I have clients. They're not even really clients. They just like talking real estate. They'll contact me. I don't say, well, I only want to talk to you if you're ready to buy or sell right now. No, I care about them and answer the questions. How many people do that, right? How many people do that? How many people do you call and they, like, think about those stupid forms that you fill out to get a consultation with big (laughs) real estate firms. And they're like, I'm ready to buy right now, next year, in two years. Do you think if you select, I'm ready to buy in two years or more, that you actually get a call back from somebody who gives a shit? right? Like that's not the way that most big firms think now it should be, but it's not. So I, um, love the cards, the follow-ups I, um, normally, and I have slacked on this for a few people. I normally send a thank you card, a handwritten thank you card to every single one of my podcast guests. That's yeah. Um, And I'll pick, like when I go to a networking event, I'll pick four or five people that I really connected with and I'll send them a handwritten thank you card. Mm. Then my life got busy, right? Yeah. And um, this event that I was at this last week, he's like, use punk post. And I was like, what the fuck is punk post? (laughs) Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So this person, now he said this in a big room of people, so I'm sure I'm not outing him. 
He's like, I use Punk Post to have my birthday and anniversary card sent to my wife. He's like, I pre-schedule them every year. So it's a card company that is drawn by real artists. So you tell them like what you want on the card. You can tell them, hey, draw a little. This guy's like a, a will use sports. This guy's like a Green Bay Packers fan or Amber's a Green Bay Packers fan. Can you draw a football on the card when you send it to her? And they will draw a football and send it to them. And I mean, is it cheap? Define cheap. I mean, yeah. if you spend six bucks on a card, and get, you know, a commission for a $500,000 house on it, then was it worth it? Absolutely. Right. So, um, but it, it comes down to being able to go in and schedule. Now, this is the second point I wanted to talk about, about what you brought up, which is your whiteboards behind you and all of your checklists and everything that we have. Yeah. And there's a part in my life where I used to be like, if it's important, I'll remember. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like so many people are like, I don't need checklists because mm -hmm. the important stuff in my life, I'll remember. I call bullshit. Doctors mm -hmm. have checklists for a reason. Mm -hmm. The pilot that made sure I didn't die this morning had a checklist for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not because cutting into somebody isn't important. It's because we need to remember. Yeah. So. Um, I used to be like, I'm not calendaring my mom's birthday. I'm not calendaring this event because it's important and I'll remember. Yeah. What do you think happened the first time I missed my mom's birthday? Well, she didn't kill you because you're still alive. So. I'm still alive, but that's only because she's a long ways away. Um, <laughs> my brother just about flew out here and kicked my butt. Yeah. Um, but my point is... We have reminders on our phone. We have checklists that we can create. We have services like Punk Post that mm -hmm. you can go in and schedule. Like you have a community of 500 people. If you want to take your top 100 contributors and you want to make sure that they get a birthday card every single year, excuse me, pre-schedule their birthday, right? Send mm -hmm. them out a card. Like following up does not have to be hard. <laughs> My... um AI camera is really pissed that I'm moving my hands so much. Um, <laughs> my, but you got me all fired up. My, um, your, it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't yeah. have to be all you and it doesn't have to be yeah. mental energy. It is not necessarily you remembering to send the card in the moment that counts. It's the fact that you cared enough to make it important enough to put it in a process yeah. to make sure that it got done. I love that you said that. I'm going to show you and your audience something. So I just paid almost, I think, six or $700 to have my CRM redone and them to put alerts in my calendar. And you might be like, well, that's kind of stupid. Why don't you do it yourself? I'm not good at it. So that's a lesson for you. And so I'm like, I want to support someone else's business. There's another lesson. So here's somebody's wedding anniversary. And it's I love it. October 29th. Do you know what my phone's going to do tomorrow? It did it on the 15th. And it's going to remind gonna, you to follow up or send a card. It's going to remind me two weeks out. And then I know I'm a busy realtor, so I'm going to forget. So it's going to remind me a week out. And by then I better be like, I better get one of these darn cards over here and send it. I am not an organized person, so I need that in my calendar. This is my podcast. And it's a not fancy piece of paper that I do in Excel. But every single year. So, so that episode I talked about, talking about how do you handle tough feedback was Monday the 31st. Did I put it in my system? Do I have a voice memo, which is how I start? Did I get the script, which is like the bullet points of the episode? Did I record it? Did I send it to the editor? Yes, I did. Now I'm waiting for my show notes person to do it and it to be edited and posted by the guy um, who edits for me. So I, I could say, oh, no, I'll remember. And what I've learned is 
yeah, but why wouldn't I help myself? Right. Yeah. So even I, everything is in my iPhone except the, for podcasts and social posts on, um, you know, my personal page and, and our business page. I have a piece of paper and it works. So I think find what works for you to remind you, because guess what? And Amber, you, you know this. I'm so big in like using Facebook, using Instagram, using social media to promote your business. And you have to do it. That's how I built a six figure income multiple years in a row. But what I think the biggest thing is like, OK, but how did I get there? You know, well, and now I don't cold call, but imagine if what you do is cold calling and you know that it takes 50 calls for 10 people to answer and it takes 10 answers for one person to buy. It's a numbers game. So you yep. just need to have more and more conversations. I don't do cold calling, but I but I think it, that's why the board is so so important. The, what relationships matter to me? My membership, podcast, real estate clients, future clients, past clients. Okay, well then I need a system to check in with them. You have to care about people. And so if it's a Calendly link or whatever, or a calendar that says mom's birthday's in a week, don't forget. It may seem silly at the time, but 51 weeks from now, you're going to be like, I'm so glad I put that in my calendar. Yeah, absolutely. And then here's the other thing too, getting out of the box, right? Oh my so my um, friend and I have very similar coaching businesses and we both live in Las Vegas and it would be really easy for us to see each other as competition. Well, instead we were like, dude, how amazing would it be if we came together and hosted mm. a couple networking events each, so each month, right? So how different do you think the calls go? <laughs> When I call somebody and say, hey, I've got this coaching program that I'm working on selling. Are you or anybody else interested? As, which is totally fine. I'm not taking that away from anybody. Mm -hmm. As opposed to saying, hey, I'm hosting this networking event. You can come meet other amazing business owners. Be able to you know, network, get your business out, meet some other people in the community. And um, while you're there, I'd love to tell you about this coaching program that I have in case you or anybody else that you know is interested. We also have guest speakers that get to come in. So the more you come to the networking event, mm -hmm. the more that you get the opportunity to share, right? We live in a world where there are so many ways for you to add value and plug what you do at the same yes. time. Um, but then let's take this into the real estate industry for just mm -hmm. a minute. I would have never thought about this, but he said, okay, I'm on board. However, I live in one of the few communities in Vegas that actually considers themselves a community. So if we do this, I want one of these monthly things to be specific to this community. And I was like, all right, nobody in Vegas thinks they're a community. So we'll <laughs> give it a shot. I was wrong. Yeah. I showed up and we had the ice cream truck lady there. We had like the auto shop lady there. And my mind was blown. So as a real estate agent, mm -hmm. if you know the area that you want to sell things in, how amazing would it be to reach out to people who live in that area mm -hmm. and say, hey, I want to host something that yeah. will allow you to get to know the businesses and the people that live in your community. This yeah. is what I'm doing. Like that changes the game. It does. Amber, I love this quote and I'm going to screw it up. Rising tides... I see, I already, but a rising tide brings up all ships. Like rising tides rise all ships. Anyway, I'm going to mess up each time I say it, but I coach realtors in my membership and they listen to the podcast who live in my county. You know, I had a friend who, who joined our team. Now he transitioned out, but he was on our team for a while. And he's like, I don't understand why you're helping me 
because if I come to Lancaster and become, you know, if I, I'm coming to Lancaster, I'll be a realtor. Aren't I taking business from you? And I'm like, no, I'm like, there are so few great realtors that I need more. And guess what? If I'm doing the things I need to be doing, like we've talked about on this call, there will be plenty of business from me. I'm not worried about you taking any of my business. I mean, literally, I'm a realtor and that's how I make my money. And then my podcast coaches realtors on how to be better. And my membership coaches realtors, probably about um, 30 or 40% of them live local to me. Like, so I could be, oh no, I'm not going to help anyone. Like, that's so stupid for one. And for two, it's so short-sighted because if I'm getting better, maybe, maybe it does help them get business, but maybe they give me an idea, even as I lead the community that helps me in my business. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's so true. This idea that if I had what I saw a um <laughs> I saw a meme one day and I can't remember exactly um it, it was in reference to cake and it was like success isn't a it, success isn't a pie just because somebody else takes some doesn't mean there's any less for you. That's right. And I loved that. Unless because- you want to eat the whole pie. I do. I do want to eat the whole pie. But even if I eat the whole pie, there's still a lot of pie for everyone else. Right. Like that's that's kind of what we get to be a part of. And um, this is one of the things that I think the podcasting community does incredibly well, Mm -hmm. because we are all so incredibly supportive of each other. And many of us do the same thing. Like there's a lot of people that do podcast coaching, but I know Mm -hmm. that I'm not for everybody and I shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people don't want an in your face Green Bay Packers fan that's never seen Star Wars coaching them through their podcast, right? (laughs) Some people might want John who lives by Star Wars and has finally seen Top Gun. I saw Top Gun. Um, So no, it's the reality is we, we do by buy from people that we know, like, and trust, Mm -hmm. but we know, like, and trust them because we can relate to who they are as human beings, not because they told us all the good things about a house that they were walking us through. Mm -hmm. Right. So those things that we keep saying, I don't want to talk about myself because it's not about me. It's absolutely fucking about you. It's all about you. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, That's the easiest way that I can put it. It is 100% about you and your willingness to make it 100% about somebody else. Yeah, no, it's totally. And and so I just thought about this, about the pie. Have you ever seen, I I never thought I'd talk about this on a podcast. Have you ever seen Matilda? No. Guys, okay. Amber, (laughs) Matilda. So in Matilda, there's like the the evil principal, right? And she makes this kid eat, eat all this piece of cake and he gets sick. But I'm thinking, okay, so- no think about a pie and there's enough for everyone i probably shouldn't eat that whole pie i have enough to satisfy myself and then there's more for everybody else and that's kind of what i'm thinking about now in terms of like success and even going back to the real estate thing like there's plenty of pie there's plenty of it to go around there is yeah i 100 agree with you so we um have learned I would call it the hard way, but it hasn't been hard. It's been really fun. We've learned that John and I can talk forever to each other. So (laughs) to make sure that that doesn't happen, since um, we both have lives and things to do, I want to switch really quickly to the success part of this podcast. You guys heard me talk in the beginning. The podcast is being rebranded just a little bit. I love Success Center, but here's what I've realized. Success is the after fact 
to breaking out of your bullshit box, right? Like success is what you get when you're finally willing to drop all the crap that's in your head. So I want to ask you two questions. Number one, what does success mean to you? How do you define it for yourself? And what is the, the a visual auditory? Like, what do you see, hear, think, and feel when you consider success? Yeah, I love this question because I used to think success was just a dollar amount, right? And then I got there and I wasn't satisfied, <laughs> <laughs> right? Someone wants to ask Nelson Rockefeller, how much money is enough? And he said, just a little more. And yeah. So I yeah. So I think success to me is... Um, you know, when I'm, you know, really growing in the things I'm building and dreaming and really taking care of my family and having time, you know, with my wife, with my kids is probably the biggest thing. I love it. And then following up with the um, second question, what is the biggest thing that was in your bullshit box that you had to kick out in order for you to realize your current definition of success? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was like believing that I was capable of incredible things. Right. So um, and we didn't even really get into this, but like my my background is in the W2 world. I lost my final W2 job on February 26, 2019. I'll never forget that day. What day was it? A Tuesday? I don't know, but I'll have to look. And now um, anyway, that day I lost my last W2 job. And if you you asked me to kind of explain the three years that have that, that happened since then, um, there's a great Albert Einstein quote that says everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll grow up its whole life thinking it's stupid. And that was me. Like people doubted me. People had questions as they should. Right. I couldn't keep a job um, was always in something else. But what I learned was that I had these gifts for sales, had these gifts for relationships. And so kind of my BS box was was realizing that I don't have I don't have to be in a box. Right. I don't have to. There are other options. I'm so glad I met Vincent. I, I called. So you you've met him. I called him that day and I'm like, this is the worst thing never happened to me. I'm crying on the phone. He goes, no, this is the best thing never happened to you. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, you're an idiot. My wife's pregnant with our son. <laughs> but he was right, because then it. I was so desperate to survive that when I got my real estate license, nothing was going to stop me right now. I've created a very successful business, but as I coach and train other realtors, I often find people just not willing to put in the effort or they're not willing to leave the job making $40,000. And I'm like, you do, do you understand the potential? If you walk away from this for a period of a year, what you can make. And it's so funny. There was a guy that um, was a realtor for a while now left he had the same exact job at the bank that I did in my, you know, and I said, you do realize I know you're making $40,000 a year and you've kind of seen what's possible in real estate, but you won't take a bet on yourself. And he basically said, I can't give up a steady income. Mm. And I'm like, you could, you could eat beans and rice and PB and J sandwiches for a year, because guess what? That bank will take you back in a year. They can't get employees fast enough. Right. It's, look, I get so yeah. passionate about this. So I think I know my, I love it. You, my biggest thing is for me and for you, you don't have to be stuck in a box. I'm I'm I love being an entrepreneur. Guess what? After we talk today, I'm going to go play with my kids and then watch the Phillies hopefully win. Like I didn't have anyone today telling me what I had to do. And that's every single day. Right now, some days that means clients and 12 hour work days. Other days, it means I work two or three hours or I start work at one in the afternoon. Right. Like, that's what I get to do. And so my biggest thing is like, you don't, there is a different path. There yeah. is a different path for everyone out there. And I know that's really what your podcast is about, you know, breaking people out of kind of that BS that they've believed for so long. 
Yeah, it's so true. And some of it's not even ours that we pick up, right? Like so much of it is things that we've allowed ourselves to believe based upon things that other people believe or probably more accurate things that we think other people believe since we don't mm -hmm. actually know what they're thinking at all. John, it's been absolutely incredible to have you on the show. I love every single time that we get to connect. You are so full of passion for other people's success. You are full of passion for connecting with others and truly just enjoy a good conversation, which is what makes you such an amazing human being. So I'm so glad our paths crossed it, PodFest. Mm -hmm. I look forward to the next in-person meeting. Mm -hmm. And until then, thank you for spending some time with our audience. Amber, thank you so much. And like, it, you know, I want people I I'm really not here to pitch. Like if there's people that are struggling with their business on social media or anything like that, I'd love to connect. And I'll just I mean, seriously, it's a no pressure. Let's jump on a call for 15 minutes, 30 minutes and let me look at your stuff. That's how I've really built my business. And so that's not a pitch because there's really nothing to sell but I really want to help people. So thank you so much for everything you're doing and for having me on the show. If anybody wants to continue this conversation and have a um, conversation with you about either your membership group or just mm -hmm. really cool human topics, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, really the best way um, is probably, I mean, they can text me. I don't care. 610-568-4651. Oh, <laughs> you're brave. Yeah, I am. But I think I'm also a realtor, so we answer every call. Um, but, you know, my car's extended warranty has been out for a while. I don't know why. Um, no, but seriously, you can connect with me. You can just shoot me a text. You can connect with me on social media. So John Shookman, S-C-H-U-C-H-M-A-N. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to help anyone. I, I'm all about relationships. I'd love to meet you. If you know Amber, um, I'd love to connect with you because she's one of my favorite people. So I'm sure we'll have a good conversation. And I'm just happy to help people in any way I can. And the, yeah, and the website is, my main website is therealestatesurvivalguide.com. And so that's kind of where you can find me, but they can find me on socials or anything else as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Amber. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in the name of that facebook group is success center head over there request to join and i look forward to connecting with you soon